In our last session, we talked at some length about the chakras, some of the subtle anatomy, energetic anatomy in the system. And so I thought it might be useful this time to continue with this uh, discussion of the subtle spiritual anatomy, the subtle anatomy that um, is responsible for keeping everything working and to come into a little bit better understanding of the nature of this vehicle that we're operating through. So, so we talked uh, last time about uh, how our great innovator and a great guru, uh, Lahiri Mahashaya, uh, was focused on worshiping prana on the altar of the spine. This prana, this life force that flows. And the prana flows primarily through the nadis. These are channels through which prana comes into the system and is distributed to do its, uh, provide its functions on the uh, physical, energetic, mental, uh, on every level. <clears throat> and the, the main nadis, there are three main channels, uh, subtle channels that are associated with the spine. So they are said to run along the, the same area as the spine, although they are energetic, subtle, so we can't actually see them. And on either side of the spine are the two nadis, the ida and the pingala. And then in the center is the main nadi, the main channel, which is called the shushumna. And so the shushumna means the radiant path. And the ida and the pingula, we'll talk about those a little bit. So the ida is on the left side of the body. So this runs up and down the left side and is associated with the right brain. So right brain, left side of the body. This is the ida. And the ida is said to be the feminine side or the negative as opposed to the pingala, which is the right or the positive. So this is the feminine, the negative, the cooling. The ida is associated with the parasympathetic nervous system. That is the part of the nervous system which uh, quiets down and recovers from the stress response. And it's also responsible for uh, housekeeping in the body, keeping the immune system up, uh, immune function is all part of the parasympathetic system, uh, digestion, reproduction, um, and, and cleaning out the system, removing toxins, all of this is part of the parasympathetic nervous system. And this is the part that we activate and that we use when we're not under stress, when we're not running away from the bear or fighting with the bear or fighting with the bear market um, and wondering what's going to happen to the economy and listening to the news and all these things that activate the stress response, that activate the sympathetic nervous system, that create high blood pressure, uh, make the heart beat faster, uh, interfere with thought processes. All this stress response is neutralized, balanced, harmonized through the parasympathetic, and this is the Ida. So this is, um, this functions 
um, to, to be able to calm and quiet us. And because it's also connected with the right part of the brain, this is the part of the brain that is said to be creative, intuitive, artistic. So this is the more conceptual part. That is the part that can um, create images and ideas and put things together that don't exist. And so this is the, this is the, the artistic part. It's interesting that um, many art artists, I've, I've known many, many artists in my life, and, and many artists are left-handed. So it's interesting that this artistic, creative aspect of the right brain is associated with the left side of the body, oftentimes. So, so this is the Ida. <clears throat> On the other side of the body, we have the Pingala, and the Pingala is the masculine. This is the, the positive, the energetic. So Ida is related to the moon. Pingala is related to the sun. Sun, moon. It's, I mean, sun and moon. So the right side is associated with sun, with heating. Left side is cooling, right side is heating. So we have the sun, the moon, we have the heating and the cooling. We have the sympathetic on the right, parasympathetic on the left. So the pingula is that which stimulates. So this is like the gas pedal and the ida is like the brake. So we have these two channels that energy, prana, life force flows through and um, and oh, and also the pingula is associated with the left brain. And the left brain is said to be the logical, analytical, critical, judgmental. So this is the this is the uh, associated with this with the pingula with this stimulating solar masculine breath. So we have these two energetic qualities that are constantly moving within us. And they cycle, there, there are, is a, a frequency, a vibration, a frequency to their functioning. And on one level, at, at the very smallest level, each time we inhale, we breathe in, we are activating the pingala and the sympathetic nervous system in a small way. So this is heating, activating. And each time we exhale and breathe out, we're activating the ida and the parasympathetic. So this is quieting. So we are activating, quieting, activating, quieting. So this is every breath that we take um, engages this system. And then as we're doing so, when we breathe in, because we're activating, the heart beats a little bit faster. And as we breathe out, because we're pacifying and cooling, the heart beats a little bit slower. So each time that we're breathing, each breath that we take speeds up the heart, slows down the heart, speeds up the heart, slows down the heart. And there is a science, a study called heart rate variability. And this looks at how the heart is speeding up and how the heart is slowing down. And if we're balanced, if we're really internally grounded, balanced, um, <clears throat> not emotionally upset and not stressed out, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> so if we're in this, in this nice balanced grounded state, then the heart going a little faster and a little slower 
it uh, makes a perfect sine wave and it has this beautiful curve of speeding up, slowing down, speeding up, slowing down. And we can look with an instrument and watch the rate of the heart, the heartbeat, the heart rate variability. And we can see whether or not internally we are balanced and whether we're harmonious. And, and if we're not, if we're str under stress, if things are kind of out of balance and off center, then we see the heart rate variability is all over the place. And with some simple processes, we can use some simple techniques, mantra, watching the breath, um, some pranayama, some, some uh, breathing processes, um, and observe the heart rate variability come into this beautiful harmonious uh, reflection of the harmony and balance inside the system. So we have the, the Ida and the Pingula, and we can also notice that if our uh, if we're predominantly um, moving through the right side through the pingala that will also feel the breath will be activated in the right nostril and so we'll feel that there's a little more breath coming through the right side than the left side when the eda, when the pingala is activated and the opposite there'll be a little bit more coming through a little more volume of air through the left side when the eda is activated and it said that during the day, we can observe that every two to three hours, there is a shift from a predominance of the left side to a predominance of the right side. So there's a natural kind of cycle that happens on this level. And if we just feel it, we can, we can actually feel and sense where the, the main volume of air is coming through our nostrils, or we can put a, uh, a piece of glass, a mirror or a compact mirror underneath our nostrils and notice as we breathe out, the condensation pattern will be slightly larger on one side than the other, which indicates which side we're mostly breathing through. So, so it can be useful to just notice this and notice that there is this natural cycle that's occurring. And uh, it is said, I remember reading, I think it was Swami Rama who said that it's useful for us to be breathing primarily through the right nostril when we're eating. So this helps to heat the system, turn on the agni, the digestive fires, activate things so that, um, <clears throat> so we can begin to uh, assimilate and metabolize our food. So that can be interesting. Also, uh, if we find that we're too hot, if we find that we're sort of overheated, then we can breathe predominantly through the left nostril. And this will help to cool the system down and also help to pacify <coughs> hot emotions. Excuse me. <coughs> so if we find that we're becoming angry or upset, we can breathe through the left nostril, turn on the parasympathetic, and help to balance and calm down the system. <coughs> so that can be useful. And at the same time, if we're kind of lethargic, lazy, we just can't really get into action, we can breathe through the right nostril and, and help to turn on, to stimulate the system to be, get activated once again. So we can do that. And then there is a simple pranayama, another technique where we can balance these two sides. And this is, can be very useful before we sit to meditate. 
And so this is done with alternate nostril breathing. Analoma biloma is the Sanskrit name for this. And here we just simply inhale through one side, hold, exhale through the opposite side, hold, inhale through the same side, hold, exhale through the opposite side, hold, inhale, hold, exhale. So we're, we're always inhaling through the same nostril we just exhaled through. Inhale, hold, exhale, inhale, hold, exhale. So we just, this is <coughs> alternate nostril breathing. And because the, the breath and the prana, the energy, the life force are very closely related, they are very closely associated. And so as we intentionally breathe in this way, we encourage the prana to flow in this balanced way. And this can help to, to uh, create a harmonious um, <coughs> internal environment that will support our meditation. So that can be useful. And then uh, and we can continue to look at this, this inside and this inner anatomy. And we have the, the ida and the pingula. And when our attention is flowing in, in deep meditation, when our attention is flowing to the third eye center or the crown chakra, then we encourage the, these energies from the ida and the pingula to move into the shishumna, into this central, this radiant path. And here they can come easily up and, <clears throat> and become focused in the upper centers, the third eye center, the crown chakra, and so, so this can be useful, and this is what automatically happens when we go into deep meditation. And this is the process that we work with with our Kriya Pranayama, where we're actually intentionally working with this prana, this life force, this energy, as it moves in the central pathway in the Shishumna. So, and uh, just as there are in the layers of tissues in the material body, there are also layers of um, layers or sheaths or koshas of our subtle and energetic and material body. So it is said that there are basically five layers, five vehicles or five layers that we operate through. So this Consciousness, mind, body, complex um, is operating through these various levels. And the most, the most basic, the, gro the, the, the grossest, that is the most dense, the material level, is called the anamaya kosha. Ana meaning food. So ana is Sanskrit for food. So this is the, the food sheath, the material sheath the part that makes up our bones and our muscles and our blood and all of the, and the senses and all the, all the business that we look at on the material level. And this is supported by uh, what we say is the food layer. <clears throat> so this is responsible for, or an expression of our being, which is, has the material, is the material expression, material layer. And so we can take care of this layer of being, this, this part of our vehicle. We can, we can see to its well-being and to harmony and balance and to nurture it. 
um, by doing the practical things. We, we put food into it that is nutritious, uh, organic is best, vegetarian is best. Um, so we get live food, food that's not old and not been in the refrigerator for three or four days. And um, so we get good, fresh, live food and cook that and use that to, to, to feed and to nurture our body. And not only should it be uh, well balanced so that we have all the right nutrients, but it should be enjoyable. So we want to have, we want to take food in and we want to honor this Anamaya kosha, this vehicle, this food layer, by taking really good care of it and feeding it, nurturing it with the very best food that we can, uh, that we can, that we can. And so we want this to be tasty, nutritious, to look good, and to be healthy. So this is this is one way of helping to keep balance and take care of ourselves. Another way of maintaining and uh, health and balance and taking care of the Anamaya kosha is to uh, make sure that we have good, clean, pure water. So uh, the, this, uh, this body is made of a lot of water. A big, a huge percentage is water. And uh, so the water element is very important and it's useful and important for us to have good quality and sufficient water. Now there are, uh, you know, there are guidelines out there, and and I've, over over my lifetime, they they keep changing the rules. So I've heard um, many different guidelines about how much water we're supposed to be drinking, uh, and some go to great extremes, and you know they say we should have a a liter of water for you know every twenty kilos or something in the body, and um, and, and many of these things are not based on any science. There haven't been any studies done. We need adequate water. We can have too much water. We can actually overdo it and create a hardship on the system. So we want to find a place where the balance is, where we can have a sufficient amount of water and, uh, and other liquids that are, that are good for us, that are pure, uh, not, not adulterated and not full of... Uh, you know, metro mix and whatever they're putting in the in the um, municipal water supply. So it can be useful for us to have good, healthy, clean water and a sufficient amount of it. And and then also we support the Anamaya kosher, this material level, by being out in nature. So going out and getting some sunshine, allowing you know this helps to produce vitamin D. But also just being in nature resonates with us at a very deep level. So we hear the birds singing, we smell the fresh air, uh, we see the trees, we're exposed to, this, to all the greenery um, and water, you know, if we can get close to a river or a lake or something from time to time. So this is very nurturing at a very deep level and this helps to take care of us. So we have these vehicles and we want them to operate to their optimum level and you know it's uh we don't want to have to be dragging around this you know bag of flesh to be able to do what we need to do we want to be vital functional alive and, and so we need to take care of this material level <coughs> and do the practical things uh get enough rest sleep is extremely important if we don't have enough sleep 
Um, we don't think properly. The brain, the mind brain can't operate. Uh, internal organs don't function. The immune system gets turned off. It's really, really, uh, it really becomes a, a major problem if we're not getting sufficient sleep. So, and sufficient sleep, seven to eight hours is, is for most people, is minimum. And, and getting sufficient sleep on a regular basis every night uh, not only helps our immune function, it also helps our complexion, it helps us to live longer. It's like a magic pill that doesn't cost anything. All we have to do is just make the effort to get to bed and stay in bed for seven to eight hours and get good, deep quality sleep. So this is important for taking care of ourselves. And then exercise. We need to move the body. The body is made to function, to move, to interact. And so we need to move the body, go out and walk, breathe, do the, the practical things we know to take care of ourselves. So this helps to take care of the anamaya kosha, the material meat and bones and <clears throat> structure that we count on to move us around and to be able to interact and relate. And then this uh, anamaya kosha is supported by, on a more subtle level, it is called the pranamaya kosha. So prana is energy, life force. So the material body forms around the energy. So the energy supports it, supports its function, and is the, in, is the interim, the interactive level between the mind and the physical body. So we have this energy body, subtle, some call it the astral body, and it's just made of energy, and it is, it functions in direct correlation and direct relation to our breath. So, so our breathing, we nurture the ana, I mean the pranamaya kosha through our breathing. So we want to see to breathing properly, yogic breathing, that is to breathe deeply, diaphragmatic breathing. We breathe all the way down, fill the lungs, all the way out, and exhale in. So we want to be we want to be mindful of our breath, our breathing, and mindful of the, of the fact that this breath and our life, the prana, are intimately interconnected. They are directly related, and when we are when we are calm, balanced, when we meditate deeply, our breath, our prana becomes very slow and very quiet. And when we're agitated and, and heated up and the sympathetic nervous system is turned on, then we breathe quickly and shallow. And so we can just notice the breath will tell us what the internal condition, the internal state of the individual is for ourselves or for the people that we're with. So somebody's agitated, you can tell, watch the breath. Somebody's relaxed and balanced and confident and okay, watch the breath, you can see. So, so we want to nurture our pranamaya kosha by nurturing our breath. So we breathe mindfully, fully, and, and we can, uh, create a discipline, we can create a routine for ourselves to just be noticing the breath all the time, to be mindful of how we're breathing and mindful of the fact that each breath we take 
is life force energy which is moving through the system and helping to keep it activated and keep it healthy and balanced and alive each breath is a gift is a blessing it's just like we eat good quality food to take care of the material body in the same way we breathe to, in order to take care of the prana in order to take care of this energy body and prana and breath are so intimately interconnected when there is no prana there is no life and when there is no breath there is no life so when someone passes away, we say they have expired, <laughs> their breath is gone. And when someone has a creative idea, they're inspired. Breath, energy, life force comes in. And we are inspired to do things, to create, to interact, to relate. And so we can honor this process by honoring our breath and paying attention to it. And we can practice simple Pranayam, there are several easy, simple pranayams we can uh, engage in and practice in order to bring balance and harmony, in order to activate the system. We can turn, you know, turn the heat on and become more energized and activated. We can cool down. Um, so there are simple, very, I mean, there are several very simple pranayams. And um, we don't have time to go into all that here, but, uh, but they're, they're easily accessible. Then we go to the next level, which is the said to be the Manomaya Kosha. Manos is Manas is mind. And so this is the level, the sheath, the, the vehicle of the mind. This is where the thinking and feeling takes place. So, <clears throat> so this level is more subtle than the energy level and much more subtle than the, the material physical level. And it's the area where the, the input that comes in from, <clears throat> from the physical senses, the input comes in and it's processed in the manas, in the mind, in the manomaya kosha. So the input from the senses comes in, it's processed, we make sense of it, literally. We have uh, opinions <clears throat> about this. Um, and so this is where our thinking and our feeling and our emotions, all this is activating on this level of mind, manas. So this is our manamaya kosha. And we can nurture it, we can take care of it by feeding it positive input. We can give our senses positive input. We can, <clears throat> what's the old song? Accentuate the positive, eliminate the negative, and don't mess with Mr. In-Between. So we can, we can, we can feed ourselves in a in a, um, sensory input that is positive and uplifting, sattvic. That is to to be elevating. We want a nice, clean environment, not clutter everywhere, but to be clean and feel like when we walk in, it's spacious and it feels good and nurturing to us. Um, you know, we can feed it with uh, ideas. We can read books that are useful. Um, you know, check out the things, interact and talk in positive ways rather than being constantly exposed to anxiety and fear and worry. These are all things that create imbalances and inharmony and create disease in the monomaya kosha. So, so we can, and we can practice 
Um, mantras, you know, mantras are wonderful to be able to help calm down and balance the mind, manas, and the manamaya kosha. And one of the very powerful techniques that we have for nurturing and taking care of the manamaya kosha are, uh, <coughs> is to uh, remain positive and um, optimistic, very optimistic about the future. So we're always looking at the things that can be uh, nurturing and fulfilling, making plans for our future good and avoiding reacting to circumstances and events that we either don't understand or seem to be out of balance. Um, so we can avoid those and focus on what's useful and harmonious. <clears throat> now we move to the next level, the fourth level, which is the uh, Vigyana Maya Kosha. Yana is wisdom, intellect. So we have above the mind in the next lever level, a more subtle level. We have Yana, which is discernment, intellect, wisdom. And so here we are able to, to see the difference between what's real and what's not real, to see the difference between what's true and what's not true. And here we make choices. So while manas, while the mind is processing sensory input and feelings and emotions and memories and going through all these processes, at this more subtle level, wisdom, discernment, discrimination is noticing, is that useful or not useful? Is that true or not true? So what the mind is bouncing around doing, we have another department behind that, the booty, and here we are looking at and making choices and saying, okay, mind, let's put our attention over here instead of over here. So this is a more subtle level, and this is the, the Vigyana Maya Kosha. So this is the area where we have choice. And we, we nurture this level of being, this much more subtle level of being. We take care of this and we create it, uh, or we help to support it and nurture it, by practicing the yamas and the niyamas, that is the observances and the restraints. So Patanjali gives us clear guidance as to what to do to be harmless and truthful and non-stealing and non-grasping uh, and, and, and to conserve our energy. All these things that we do help to balance this wisdom level, help to create more discernment, help to keep us from becoming too distracted and too involved and too, uh, and, and losing our center, losing our ground. So practicing the, the yamas and the niyamas is a way of honoring and nurturing and supporting this more subtle level, this dhyanamaya kosha. We take care of this and we nurture this and we keep it uh, in its ideal form and, and, uh, and energized by treating it as, a, as being sacred. We see this, this inner self, this inner being, this, this essence, this core of ourself as sacred, as special, as something that we honor and that we wish to honor and care for. And so we don't disregard it, we don't take it for granted, but we honor that our essence, our, the essence of our being is spiritual, that we are this beautiful emanation, radiation of ultimate reality. We are um, 
an aspect, a viewpoint of the pure essence of ultimate reality. So we want to honor this and make this special. Just like we may have a little altar in our home where we put our special sacred items and we honor these and we take keep it clean and neat. And in the same way, this sacred vessel that's inside of us, the essence of our being, we can treat this as sacred and special and see that each layer on top of that is supporting it. So it is allowed to express through this system by expressing through these layers and these vehicles. If we honor each one, if we take care of each one in turn and do the best we can to keep it balanced, harmonious, to keep it, to take care of it, then the sacred vessel of being inside has the ability to, to, uh, to move in an unlimited, unbounded way, to be fully liberated, to operate fully without constraints through all vehicles in order to express in an optimum way. And so this is the objective of our spiritual path is to is to wake up to this level within, to this being within, to, to rest in that awareness, and then to express through these various la layers and levels of being in the optimum ideal way. By caring for it, we care for ourself with the capital S, and we show that we really are um, not only interested in life, but engaged, enthusiastic. You know, we should be moving through every day with a sense of awe and wonder. Life is amazing. It's a great gift. And we, we want to avoid taking it for granted. And so these are some ways that we can do that. Okay.